This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs, the coach for starseeds who are ready to heal on a soul level and fall in love with life on Earth. Join me for an epic intergalactic journey of celestial heritage, deep healing, and consciousness expansion. Let's go. Hello, my star children. How are we doing? I am doing great. I had an amazing contact workshop this weekend that I attended with my favorite galactic channeler and author that I always talk about. (laughs) I'm like her number one fangirl, Lisa Royal Holt. And so that was really cool. I have some really fun new things that I am incorporating into my work based on that workshop. Super fun. Got some new crystals uh, that came to me in kind of weird ways, which is also fun. And uh, that's about it on my end. I am working on finishing up the modules for business alchemy for Starseeds. And I'm super excited about that. Uh, And I actually am going to be playing a guest interview today with the amazing Melanie Hill. She is a human design expert and business coach. We had so much fun recording that I forgot. (laughs) We both forgot to um, give you guys her contact information. So I will tell you how to follow her right now if you want more human design in your life. Uh, You can follow her on Instagram at Melanie Hill Coaching, and I'll put this in the show notes too, uh, or go to her website, MelanieHillCoaching.com. She also has a podcast called Hack Your Human Design. And the reason I brought her on the podcast is we, we were having a really good conversation about how right now in our current timeline, the we are shifting into this new feminine cycle in our galaxy and in our planet. And so we just kind of hit it from both perspectives from, for me, it's always the um, galactic perspective from Hertz, from a human design perspective. And so we kind of talk about that and different shifts that we are seeing in the coaching and healing worlds. And, uh, probably go on some tangents. <laughs> I recorded this last week, so it's already left my brain, but I think you will enjoy it. And I want to make sure to let you know that if you are in business alchemy, which you get access to as well, if you want to work with me one-on-one as a private client, regardless of whether you have a business or not, uh, Melanie is going to be in there teaching a human design workshop for star seeds uh, on August 11th at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So it, either if you're not in business alchemy, go ahead and join that and go to my website at Monet Florence. No, that's not my website. That's my old website. Thestarseedawakener.com slash business alchemy to join. Uh, doors open August 1st. And if you're already in there, you will you'll get the links when it gets closer to join the workshop fun, fun stuff. Oh, and Melanie will be offering like a special promo to work 
uh, do a session with her if you're in there. So you'll want to get in there. Uh, so let's do it. I'm going to play it for you. And oh, I before I forget, next week, I'm, <laughs> I've been doing these crazy, amazing sessions. They've all been about ancient civilizations on Earth, about Atlantis and Lemuria. And holy crap, I have a crazy session I'm going to play for you. We literally, like, we're solving the mystery of what happened in Atlantis. Um, you know, we know some details, but now I know a lot of details. I One of my clients, she... We're exploring this together, and her guides have some very important messages for all of us here in humanity and are showing us quite a story. So um, I'm going to have some new sessions to play you guys that are definitely podcast worthy. So tune in next week for that as well. Okay, without further ado, here is me and Melanie Hill. Oh, I always get nervous whenever we, <laughs> whenever I do like interviews because it's like got one shot. Okay. All right. Hello, my star children. I am here with the amazing Melanie Hill. She is a friend of mine and a human design queen. And we are here to talk about a lot of things. We're here to talk about, um, the current shift that's happening on our planet, uh, where we are shifting out of the old masculine paradigm and moving into the feminine. And I love this topic. Um, so yeah, here's Melanie. You want to say hi? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I love this topic. Yay. Cool. You want to tell them who you are and what you do and stuff? Yeah. So I'm Melanie Hill. I am a coach and I use human design to help women, entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, all the people who just want to show up and be themselves and have fun and help people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I help them do that just in a way that feels really fun and aligned to them. Um, I just love helping people love themselves deeper and just become obsessed with themselves so they can share that with the world. Because I mean, that's where your magic is, is inside of who you are. And so I think human design is a really cool tool to use to do that. Um, I feel like it's one of the fast ways to mm. get your brain, you know, on board with your body. Cause there's this really unique language that you get to use. And I think the brain loves language, right? It's really where yes. it understands things. So, um, that's just a little bit about me and what I do. So, yes, yes. I love that. And, um, remember our first human design session we did together mm -hmm. months ago, it like broke my brain <laughs> because <laughs> I was so, um, I'm a manifester and I guess what is that? It's only like 9%. 9%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I had been trying to do things like everybody else for mm -hmm. so long. And, um, we did this session. It was like, divine timing. It was perfect where I was kind of going into one of these natural cycles that I go into where mm -hmm. it's like, I go into this like down regulated time where it's like, it's something's brewing and wants to come through me, but it's like not ready to come out yet. And then once it's ready to come out, that's just like, 
like boom, like goes and it's kind of crazy. And my like energetic channels just open and mm-hmm. I'm extremely productive and can manifest like anything super fast <laughs> as long as it's aligned. Um, but I had been kind of operating on this other way of doing things where it was like, no, this you're supposed to be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that word. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, consistent, like consistency killed my business for a long time. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> until, until I heard her give me permission to not be consistent. And then it was like, oh, <laughs> I remember that call so well. Yeah. You were like, are you serious? Are you sure? I'm like, yes. yeah. It's like, wait, I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> so yeah, it's very, very, very helpful. Um, yeah. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk with Melanie on this podcast is, um, a lot of things have been coming up lately as, um, women and people socialize as women as we are going through kind of a crazy challenging time for us, you know, Mm -hmm. our rights are being taken away. Um, it can feel like we're going backwards. Right. Um, but the kind of crazy, beautiful part about it is that actually we are just stepping into this new era. Um, and so that's why it's seeming like we're going backwards, but we're actually taking huge steps forward collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little background here. I'm always looking at things through like the galactic perspective. Um, and before until 2012, we were in this cycle on our planet. It was the, um, Atlantean cycle. And so this is the more we are, uh, our planet goes through cycles every 13,000 years. And so it was the masculine cycle. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's associated a lot with like polarity, um, conflict, a time of separation, uh, and forgetting who we are. And before that we had been in a, the feminine cycle, which was the Lemurian cycle. And these are associated with, um, the rise and fall of the civilization's uh, Atlantis and Lemuria, which I'm side. I, I was going tangents, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be sharing a lot more about those because I had two awesome sessions yesterday with clients. Oh, fun. That, yes. Oh my God. They're amazing. But talk about both of these cycles, um, and civilizations in particular, but I'm straying from the topic. Um, yes. But so now we are back in this Lemurian cycle as of 2012. So we are shifting and we are going back into, that's where we're having this mass, um, awakening, you know, Mm -hmm. spiritual awakening, divine feminine awakening on our planet. And it's just starting to build momentum and is going Mm -hmm. to be only expanding from here. Yeah. Um, and so Melanie has some interesting insights from a human design perspective, and I can't wait to hear them. Yeah. So there's, there's a cycle happening too in the human design realm. And basically in, it has to do with two gates in the human Mm -hmm. design system. And one of them 
is gate 37. And that is the gate of like family Mm. and like this, this unit that we've seen. And, um, it's been in this patriarchal structure, right? That, that masculine and what's happening now is we're actually, we're shifting out of that energy into gate 55, which Mm. is all about the gate of emoting Mm -hmm. and, um, it's a much more feminine energy. And so basically what's happening is on a grander scale is there's a big shift in consciousness happening from us being, having like our whole awareness in our minds to having mm-hmm. our awareness in our emotional body. Yeah, like We're literally switching consciousness mm-hmm. to our feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing right now happen with so much neurodivergence and, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are having these quote unquote problems with, um, certain neurological functions Mm -hmm. and it's, it's like on an epic scale. Yeah. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I haven't met anybody lately that doesn't have ADHD. (laughs) I mean, and that might just be because I do. (laughs) I talk about this on my podcast all the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's like, everybody just like, everybody has something going on right now. And and it's because this is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and kids being born today have more and more things like autism and, you know, just all of these things. And of course, I'm not here to say that those aren't actual like things that don't need to be treated, but right. They are symptoms of at least human design says mm-hmm. of this, this shift we're seeing happening to where, you know, the, the consciousness, the part of us that is here to, you know, bring new information out in the world and really communicate is no longer going to be in our minds. It's actually going to be in our feeling body, that solar plexus, mm. um, part of the human design graph. So interesting. Okay. So I, um, I just did a podcast on this similar topic. I've I've talked about this recently as far as like, because I have, my theory is that a lot of us star seeds who are here, like we are, um, a lot of the star seeds are the ones also who have neurodivergence or Mm -hmm. any sort of, you know, issues like that. And so, because it's like our, our, um, souls, which might have come from some other energetic plane, you know, uh, the, with a higher rate of consciousness, you know, uh, not to say that in a, like a, like just a, be oh, different, right? Way, just a right. Different part yes. of consciousness, just, right. Just different. It's that, yeah. well, yeah. So, you know, a different density of consciousness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we're this higher density soul comes into this third density body here on earth. And it's just literally, it's like the glove doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm so curious, like how those two things might be playing with each other and related to each other too. It might be because there are more of us here on earth now. So, I mean, and maybe that's why Ra Mm -hmm. like predicted this shift, right? right? It's just because so many people were going to be here at this point in time to where the literal like offspring coming Yes. In 2027, literally going to be born with a completely different consciousness. Oh, like shit. completely. <laughs> like, uh, yes. Like that's yeah. actually what's predicted to happen. Oh, and so interesting, but we're just starting to see it like trickle in, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, I could totally explain that. That's wild. Whoa. I just got like full 
body tangles. I got, I got chills <laughs> on my legs. <laughs> yeah. That's whatever my guide is hanging around. Like, yes, this is important. Then I get tangles mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, I was wondering if you could, maybe for people who don't know a ton about human design could, ex- yeah. if you could kind of explain it in a way that, um, I think I didn't understand what it was for a really long time. Like I knew I was a manifester, but like, I didn't really know what that meant until I actually worked with you. And then it was like, Oh, oh yeah. I see. <laughs> and you can Google it all day. And it's yeah. like, and it's, yeah. So... And I, I spent a lot of time Googling yes. it. I think I even Lots of people watched do. a free online class or something. And I was like, I don't get I'm it. I'm just more confused. <laughs> <laughs> and then until I, until we had our reading together, and yes. I was just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so I really, you know, there's like one, there's one profile line that really can go it on their own, I think, and like get everything they need. And the, uh-huh. those are the, like the people that can research, but, um, that's why I love working one-on-one with people. And I really recommend that, you know, just finding the person you resonate with and just really working with them to understand your human design, because it's yeah. so much easier with someone to just help you understand who you are and not just read because you're reading so many different things that might not have anything to do with you. Right. 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 It's kind of like saying like, you know, oh, I'm a Leo, but it's like, you know, but also my, you know, my rising sign is Virgo and my, you know, I have nine planets in fire element, right? Like like, it's only the tip of the iceberg to be like, oh, this is my sun sign. (laughs) I'm a Capricorn sun Mm -hmm. and I've never, ever felt like a Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like, I'm like, why do I I'm just like, I don't feel like this. My sister's like, you know, completely, uh-huh. <laughs> she just really fits the bill, but like, I'm typical. like, I just don't, I don't feel like that. But then when I learned that, you know, like my rising and all that, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that makes a lot <laughs> more sense. Okay. sense <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, you know, human design is just an amazing blueprint of your very specific energy, right? Karen Curry Parker, she is one of the big names right now in human design. She brings this really cool, like positive language mm. to the system, which I love because mm-hmm. raw, his, his language was a little bit negative, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I explained that in the way that I, I think when he came about and he, he was a manifester too. When yeah. he brought this to the world, I think we needed a negative language to get the brain's attention, right? Because mm-hmm. the brain is like, Oh wait, that sounds bad. Let me pay attention to that. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Like, like really, that. I really do think <laughs> we needed that. And people were like, Oh no, I need to fix myself. And that was kind of where we were then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's always step one in changing anything is what do I need to fix? True. Right. And you need to find the negative first, but now, so that's why I, I love her and what she's bringing that p- more positive language. And now I completely forget where I was going, bring mm-hmm. her up. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, whoa. this is why. <laughs> She says we're, we're, you know, you're a once in a lifetime cosmic event mm. and you are mm-hmm. right. All the neutrinos in, you know, the exact place you're born at that exact moment, all that is what affects your energy. And that's what gives you your human design graph. And it just, I it blends see. a lot of different modalities together. Yes. Um, like the chakra system and the I Ching and astrology and even mm-hmm. some quantum science and the Kabbalah, like all kinds of things. But um, to me, that's why it's so comprehensive and, mm-hmm. and accurate, yes. you know? Um, but I love to describe it too, as like the best personality tests in the world meets your therapist because uh, uh-huh. it really helps you heal yourself and, and just get to know yourself and mm-hmm. give you permission to just be who you know you are down deep on the inside. You're just super conditioned to fear that, you know? Yeah. So instead of like, using it as a tool to change yourself, to become more like some ideal person 
who is totally not, that. You know, yeah. you know, it's more of like having, it's undoing that. Right. And doing the conditioning so that you can have more awareness around what you're naturally inclined to be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And using that as a strength as instead of like fighting uphill against it. Yeah. It brings so much ease to people's lives because we are usually in a constant state of fighting who we really are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's just so exhausting and that's why our, you know, physical body gets so tired as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, this body isn't the easiest thing to work with anyway. Yeah. So the more ease and less efforting we can mm-hmm. bring to our lives, the better, and we can really bring, bring about the change we're meant to, you know, on this, on this plane here. Right. And I think a lot of star seeds will relate to that because I think a lot of us have been, you know, we've been trying to be a normal person and trying to like mm-hmm. <laughs> fit in and, um, you know, toughen up or, or whatever it is and hide our weird gifts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a- until it's like, once we finally see who we really are and have that awakening, it's like, oh, <laughs> this all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And now I can stop fighting it and I can just like accept myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what creates so much support around you. And then the universe can show up and just really give you what you need all the time. Yes. Cause you're, you're then, you know, aware of it and open to it and creating the space to receive it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So how can we, you know, I think a lot of my listeners are, um, women, how can we like usher in, help usher in this new age here that we are entering into? Yeah. So a lot of like anger is really coming up for women right now. Mm-hmm. Like, like holy, righteous mm-hmm. anger, sacred right? anger, sacred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this dark feminine archetype that we have been pushing away for, I mean, thousands mm-hmm. of years now, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> About that, 13,000 years. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, you know, so much of society has just basically killed, you know, that whole side of what it means to be a fully feminine embodied being. Yes. And there's toxicness on both sides here, right? Like the, the male side also has completely squashed out their feminine. Right. Right. And, and, you know, we've been very unaligned for a long time, but this is what's like, this is what's rising right now. And this is why there's so much, um, imbalance in the world and why, like, I think also our rights are being stripped again, mm-hmm. seemingly out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but it's because this energy is being felt yes. by the people in power. Yes. And a lot of those people have a lot to lose. Yes. If women actually do embody the full power of, or anybody, honestly, if anybody em- embodies the full power of the complete dark feminine. Mm-hmm. And I say dark in that it's not like bad or good. It's just, there's dark and light in everything. There's yin and yang and everything, right? Yes. There's, you can call it anything you want, mm-hmm. but there there's two sides to everything. Right. And we've idealized this version of like 
say just even like the mother, Mm -hmm. only the sweet, good parts, what we've labeled as the sweet, good parts, which are really just the parts that are very easy to control. Yeah. Easy to like as well. Yeah. It's the parts that, you know, the, the feminine archetype, um, to care for others denies self yes, and will sacrifice self. Mm-hmm. And that is very much a part of the feminine energy, the feminine archetype, but there's also a huge other side that we've just told that is sin. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't trust it. It right. will always lead you astray. I mean, just look at the whole like religious you know, conditioning that's been happening with the Catholic church for forever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just been oppressed for a really long time that, that part. And it's, it's really being felt by a lot of people right now. And what's funny is like the people in power kind of taking these, um, these rights away is actually like stoking it. It's actually stoking the flame. (laughs) So, you know, it's all actually working for, for the greatest good of what is to come and what's supposed to happen, Mm -hmm. but it can be really, it can be really scary. I think for a lot of people who are feeling this, this depth of anger, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe they haven't before, and there's going to be a lot of shame Yeah, that comes up. Not that the shame is real or like true, Mm -hmm. right? It's just shame's going to be felt by everybody right now. And that is because we're feeling things that we've been told are bad and wrong our whole lives for, for, I don't, you know, don't know how many lifetimes, Mm -hmm. how many ancestors, right. Have, have heard that same story and, you know, live in our genes and it, so it's a very primal time. I would say. Yes. I have so many thoughts. Um, that was a lot too. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so good. Um, I like some of it, I think like, um, with the mother archetype, like I think of like the mama bear, right. It's like, it's like, we're supposed to be, um, this kind of like, um, you know, passive caretaking kind of, um, part of us. Right. But it's like, there's also a fierceness to being a woman and like a protectiveness and that like, you can't have the one without the other, like, otherwise it's completely imbalanced as a person. And, and mm-hmm. one of these days you're going to, you're going to fucking snap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and what's interesting is like people snap all the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about it. It's not yeah. very normalized. It's getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I became a mother, I had, I had really bad postpartum with both. Mm-hmm. Right. I ended up in a uh, mental hospital mm-hmm. with my second, right. Yeah. Three months after it, it got so low. And the only reason I got there was because no one knew what this was. No one knew how to help me. I had no idea how to ask for help. I had, I thought everything I was going through was wrong. Yes. Right. And if I had just had this normalized and a mm-hmm. community, or at least just like a knowing of what I should do, it would have never gotten to that point. Right. right. It's like, but that's the thing yeah. is like, there is, there is this part of you that is totally normal. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to want time without your kids. Yes. You're going to allowed to want, you're going to want to like do awful things possibly, or Mm -hmm. I mean, and the desire to do that is not bad. Right. And like, and just because you have it doesn't mean you will do it. Right. And just, just because you're, you have this rage doesn't mean you're going to like go kill a bunch of people. 
Right. Either. We've just been taught that like those feelings and those things are wrong. Repress them. Yeah. Yep. When in reality, we're supposed to just love on them and get help and like, right. Get love and support. And that's all you have to do with that. Yes. It's so interesting. I'm in, um, you know, I've been a coach for a long time. I've had coaches. I've had several coaches and stuff, but so interesting because I'm, I'm like in therapy right now and I'm learning for the first time, like how to express like anger <laughs> because like in a healthy way, cause it's like, right. as, as I think as women were so, um, like, I think a lot of times it's internalized, it, like we internalize everything, right. It's like, we stuff down how we feel. We swallow it it comes out as tears, you know, or mm-hmm. like, it's like something we're supposed to just kind of suffer in silence. Um, and over time, you know, when we store those things, they get stored in our body, they get mm-hmm. stored in our spirit. Um, and at some point they have to come out. And so it's like learning to tap into, you know, I think I'm somebody who like, I've n- never, <laughs> Like anger was never anything that I ever even like nobody taught me how to feel that. Right. Mm -mm. So I just internalized everything kind of my whole life. And so now it's like, I realized how much fear I had about feeling anger because Mm -hmm. it felt so unsafe. So now it's like, how, how do you like let off that steam? so that it doesn't all blow over at once yeah. so that we don't snap. <laughs> cause I mean, cause what do, what do we call women or, you know, anybody who has repressed anger really mm-hmm. that like maybe does start to like express their anger, right? It's like, oh, they're a bitch. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we love to call women crazy, crazy bitches, whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, if they have any kind of anger, any kind of boundaries or, you know, like, right. Literally like kind of <laughs> How normally dare she have a boundary. <laughs> right. And so it's like, you're either like a really nice, sweet person or you're just this raging bitch that nobody likes. Right. Yeah, so it's like, like of psycho. course it's unsafe. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like, you can't yell at your kids or you can't, you know, it's like anytime you turn around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Women are not supposed to have anger at all. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. if we do, then we're it's threatening you know, um, something that I think about as well is, um, you know, the, the people who are hell bent on, you know, taking away, uh, our rights as women and devaluing us really, that's what it's about in our society because there's fear. Um, you know, we, we see those people and, and everything that's happening. We think that that's kind of like the, um, yeah, it's that fear that we're like going backwards, right. As a whole society. But I see that it's actually kind of unifying us more. It's, I think that, you know, right now from a universal, um, stance, I guess, you know, we are going, as we make the shift, right. I've talked about this on my podcast a lot. We're making the shift from third to fourth density. It's happening now. And as that happens, the egos, right. 
the egos of all of us, they're, they're starting to lighten a bit. And a lot of it's out of our control, right? Um, and as our egos kind of loosen their, their grip on our identity, right? And when I say ego, I don't mean that's a bad thing. Our ego is just, it is literally just the anchor that keeps us rooted here. That's exactly what I say. Yes. Really? (laughs) It's literally just the identity that keeps us in this plane. We have to have it. We have to absolutely. Yeah. If we didn't, we, we'd float off into space. Yes. We'd float off everywhere. (laughs) We we would have no idea we're separate from anything else here, Right. you know, because the truth is we're not. Yes. But we have to have that ego to, yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) and, but so as we shift into fourth, you know, our E our egos lightening a bit where we're becoming more aware of, you know, the whole again, we're remembering who we are, um, Mm. as one and we're, the separation is, is, um, reducing and, but we are still keeping our ego. It's just becoming lighter. Yeah. That's what I think most, so much of my work is, is literally Mm. just helping what I call it is like, helping their ego identity synthesize with their soul identity yes. in a way where it can work together mm-hmm. instead of against each other all the time. Yes. Yeah. That's like what a lot of what my work is too. It's um, because right now I think it's so important because we're all navigating the shift right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, and I think it's really part of our mass awakening as a, a planet and having people like us who are here to kind of like hold people's hands and like help you see like, okay, you're not going crazy. Like this is, you're just becoming aware that we're like, yeah, that we're not actually separate from each other and, um, we're all one. And so, um, but for, you know, the people who are really steeped in this negative polarity and this, this kind of shift is is causing a lot of fear for them oh, yeah. and for the people in control because they're saying, Oh, I, I know I'm like, I no longer am having as much control as I was able to have before. So I want to, I want to just like jump in. Yes, please. Because I know exactly why this is happening. So at least from a human design perspective. So the mm-hmm. shift that's happening that is supposed to really come to fruition in 2027 is like, it's an internal shift. So it's, mm-hmm. I, I love human design and the gene keys. Cause it's always so like non-dualistic. Mm-hmm. It like holds everything mm. <laughs> at the same time and it breaks your brain. But what's happening is the reason why we're, we're realizing that we're not separate anymore is because we're turning inward mm-hmm. and we're going on this inward journey now Yes, as a whole. And before what we were doing is we were all outside of ourselves looking at one externalized thing, externalizing our authority. Yes. Now we're on this journey of sovereignty and of realizing we're our own authority and finding the power and resources Mm -hmm. within, Mm -hmm. right. And we're literally realizing that, you know, we're God. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And like our connection to that source is literally inside of us, not outside of us. Right. Right. And the people in power we're like, no, it's in me. You have to come through me you have to come through my organization to get to it. Yes. Like, this is the thing that yes. has it. You can't access it without this. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're realizing actually we can. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's, and what's actually happening is we're, when we get our own personal power, that's when we can create huge change in the world. Right. We can actually unite. We can look mm-hmm. at each other and realize, oh yeah, because like we're I can all see the, human, because I can see the God in me. I see the God in you. Yes. I, I, I realize we have the same source now. Yes. yes. Right. And we're not pitted against each other because we're full of actual sin. Mm-hmm. 
trying to be cleansed all the time and we're bad for each other by actually. some external source. Right. Yeah. We're actually, I mean, if we're innately good for ourselves, we're good for each other. Yeah. Right. And we can, we can connect on that in that way. And so, yeah, that's why like, yeah, the people of power are like terrified, but what's interesting mm-hmm. is like, it's actually an inward journey mm-hmm. that we're having that's uniting us. I just think right. that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And also just like, so beautiful too, that like everybody's just kind of awakening to on a mass mass scale mm-hmm. awakening to who they are in their own divinity. And, um, and there's so many amazing modalities yes, used, that are right? all tools, you oh, know, that all, so all can help for the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just different approaches. And, and I think that combining modalities is really beautiful too. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. But I really, I do, I do love that. Like there's so many tools out there so everybody can find what works for them, which mm-hmm. is also different than before. Right. Cause before it was like, no, there's one way. Right. Outsourcing our like, um, uh, what is correct, <laughs> you know, right. And I think to experts for me, that was really step one was realizing actually like truth is truth. And if it points to truth, mm-hmm. like any way can get you to truth. Mm-hmm. And like, why would you put a box around infinite source love? <laughs> yeah. And say, yeah, there's only one way to, to find me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like literally none. And yeah. And I think too, like part of what's like freaking people out is like most of this awakening is happening in our bodies. And so there's no language for it. There's no way to logically explain so much of it. Mm-hmm. There's just this knowing. Yeah. And in human design, there's what is called these knowing circuits mm-hmm. in the body. And you don't have to have the knowing circuits to be able to have an inner knowing. Everybody has an inner knowing, but those are the ones lighting up right now are these individual knowing circuits yeah. in the body. And it's called knowing because you just know, and yes. there's, <laughs> there's logical circuits too, that can help logically explain things. But, um, that's, I think too, why a lot of people find it hard to trust themselves is because they can't explain why or how they know something. Yes. And we've been told you have to be able to explain it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's from a marketing perspective, a business perspective, a life perspective. I mean, anything, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, is that, so you, would you call that like kind of into intuition? Is, yes. Is intuition. Similar? Yeah. And it's just a way that you just, there's intelligence. There's so much intelligence in your body. Yes. And when I started coaching with that intelligence Mm -hmm. instead of my mind, Mm -hmm. that's when things like got really fun. Yeah. Same. (laughs) I was like, and I was terrified to do it, but once I finally realized like, oh, I'm just afraid they're going to think I'm stupid. Yeah. Like my brain was just freaking out about it. I was like, oh, well that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Can we talk for a second about like also, so Melanie and I come from, uh, the same, um, school in life coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, I don't know about you, but I, I think it it's so interesting. Cause I was such an intuitive person before I found life coach school. Um, and there 
it, it, the great thing about the life coach school for me was that it kind of helped me like learn some muggle skills. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because I was severely, severely lacking mm. in, in muggle skills. Um, and like, oh, like, uh, understanding my thoughts and like how, yeah. you know, cause I was just all feelings all the time, um, and intuition and all of that. And so it kind of helped bring me back down to earth a little bit so I could sort through how I thought about things and just decide intentionally, like if I wanted to keep thinking those things or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of learn how to kind of create results, um, intentionally, as opposed to just kind of being swept around by the ocean of the universe all the time. Um, so, but then I know for me, I kind of started using that against myself and overriding my intuition. Um, and so part of the thing that I'm like, I'm teaching this kind of in a new way in business alchemy for Starseeds, mm-hmm. my new program, because I'm like reincorporating intuition back into that. And I'm just so curious, um, for you, if you had the same experience? Yes and no. So for me, I was probably a lot less in touch with my feelings Mm. than, so I think I was born super in touch Mm -hmm. with my feelings. Like I had, like when I, when I did some inner child healing with Alicia, um, Mm -hmm. Alicia Mm -hmm. James, she's fabulous. Um, just really had this like thing come through that like, no language, like your first language is emotions. Mm. And it just felt so real to me in my body. Yeah. But from a young age, I was really conditioned out of that, yes. you know, and, and all up in my mind. I think so many of us are. Yeah. And, you know, and like, I, I always knew I was different and I always knew that like I, my feelings were really strong and like, I went with them most often and, but mm. it was kind of like, I tried to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, to cope, I started drinking and I think mm-hmm. they've just shut off my feelings for so long, you know? Yes. Oh, I went uh, through that too. Yeah. It's yeah. Same, same exact thing. And so my ego really took over my ego, you know, identity mm-hmm. really took over for me to help me get through that because yeah. it was just too painful yes. to be in my feeling body, to be in my feeling body here. Oh, a hundred percent. I had no idea how to use it. I had no idea how to integrate it. I thought it was wrong. You know, it was just mm-hmm. very painful to be that separated. Yeah. And so, and you know, and you feel like the only one in your whole uh-huh. space who feels that way. And so there's like no help, you know? Yeah. Um, hopefully that's changing, but you know, I think it is. So I think with that coping mechanism, I just turned it all off. And then I went through kind of a traumatic thing in my marriage and it, it sent me more back into my intuition. It sent me more back into my body because what I found out through that was like, oh, I knew this all along. I was yes. just covering it all up. My body knew this. Right. Like I had a deep knowing. I knew mm-hmm. everything actually. Yeah. And that was devastating, you know, yeah. in itself. So when I found the life coach school, I was like, it was like this beautiful way for me to use this ego identity, use these thoughts to find relief, right. Mm, From, mm -hmm. from all the pain basically of the Mm -hmm. feelings. Yeah. Um, and I think too, like, I always, I always say it like this. I think, I think starting with the brain and the ego is always step one. I just think you have to, I think you have to sort through that to even really get to this place where you can truly, truly use, you know, Mm. the, the spirit and 
your emotions and mm-hmm. tap in in a way that makes sense here on this earth. Yeah. Um, and so I think when I found it, that's kind of what it was for me. I was like, oh, okay. All of a sudden for the first time in my life, I feel like I have control. Yeah. I, I can, I can actually do something with all this in my brain. Mm-hmm. Right. I can, I can choose my own reality. Um, but I did the same thing you did. I mean, I used it against <laughs> myself at every turn. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> try and explain away my feelings. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's just normal too. I think a lot of people do that. And I think most people I work with have the same experience. Mm. And I think it's still just such a beautiful gift to be able to have that separation from your ego and your thoughts in that way. Yeah. To become that observer. But yes, it is, it's um definitely something I've learned to just stop using against myself. And I honestly I don't use it very much anymore at all, actually. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's still times where it's like, okay, well, let's look at this this one thing that you keep saying. Yeah. <laughs> just keep saying this thing. I don't think it means what you think it means, but let's look at that. Right. And so that's let's always like analyze always it. Helpful. Yes. Yeah. Always helpful. And I wouldn't have had that without the life coach school experience, you know? Yeah, totally. I the my approach now is kind of like, okay, learn these tools and then like throw them away and like not throw them yeah. away as in like don't ever use them again, but as like learn like learn learn how your brain works. Yeah. <laughs> and and like learn, yeah, to become the watcher of your thoughts so that you are not letting your feelings just run, make every single decision in your life for you. And then once you master that, then add in the intuition piece. Right. So, and just start to start to look at your feelings again in a different way. I think yes. too, part of what I didn't agree with through that learning was that your feelings aren't real and your feelings mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. That they're just aren't necessarily something to listen to. Yeah. Right. You know? I think they're and very I, linked to intuition. Oh yeah. I think your feelings have a wealth of knowledge. They have so much to tell you. Yeah. And once I really started helping my clients listen to their feelings and actually like put language to that, which can be difficult, Yeah. but it's important to know, like, cause feelings are here to like uh, tell you so much. I mean, yes, so much. Yeah. And if you're not listening and you're always trying to just figure out what thought you need to have next to get out of that feeling or right. that's not the right feeling I need to create this. Right. Yes. I'm like, no, none of that's actually true anymore for me anyway. And so it's like, it's more like, how can we work with the feelings mm-hmm. and, you know, decide it's more like, let's put the F line at the top and then do mm-hmm. the model. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. And for anybody who's not familiar with the life coach school teaching, um, I'm going to be teaching this all in business alchemy because it is an amazing tool. It, truly is an amazing, totally. amazing tool. It'll change your life. Um, you just have to <laughs> learn when to not use it and learn when to use it. Um, it's this, um, this, th- we call it the model. It's like a thought model where you, it's your, basically your circumstances are these neutral things in your life, you know, which I actually don't believe that everything's neutral. <laughs> That's one <laughs> place I disagree from the life yeah. of school, but you know, you have these, but it's, it, but it's helpful to see it that way in the beginning because yes. then you do get to see your thought. Then you get choice. to go like, Oh wait, you get to kind of separate your but, thoughts. But I think, yeah, thing. it's more like your thought is a choice here. Yes. Right. Yes. It's really just the main teaching. Right. That you yes. get to choose your thoughts. When you say your C's are neutral, it's 
can get kind of gaslighty real fast. <laughs> oh, yes, it can. That was something that I always kind of knew in the back of my head, but I was like, I don't know. I'm I'm not ready to question this yet. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so your your circum you have your circumstances, things that happen in your life, you you have thoughts about them. Those thoughts create feelings and those feelings create your actions, lead your actions and your actions create your results in your life. So essentially based, if you are, have awareness around how you're thinking about things and also start to intentionally think about things in, instead of just kind of your default way, then you can create any result in your life that you want. And so it's this beautiful kind of muggle skill that, I mean, it's so good for this, that I think a lot of, I think, especially star seeds, you know, we're not, we're all intuition. We're all feelings. And so it's like, I think the most helpful thing I think I learned from the model in the life coach school was that like, it's not wrong to have a feeling. Yes. hundred percent. Negative feelings don't mean anything's gone wrong. Yes. You know, I love, I mean, it can mean something's gone wrong. It can mean that. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but just because you're having that experience doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. And it doesn't mean you've done anything wrong or right. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think, especially I'm sure for your people and for highly intuitive people that are told your your life pursuit is to be happy all the time. Right. And you're a highly feeling being like, you're going to be really not happy a lot. (laughs) Yes. And you're right. And so you think there's something wrong with you all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably, I think my biggest learning and takeaway that I still keep and use. Yes. I think also for me too, it's like, um, just having awareness about my thoughts. I used to have a really, I used to be stuck in like shame a lot. Um, I had a lot of like thoughts, negative thoughts about myself. That was, I think probably one of the biggest things, sources of pain in my whole life that I really Mm -hmm. struggled with for way, way too long. (laughs) And, um, you know, cause I, I think I kind of always grew up feeling different and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had all this kind of thinking about like, I should be this way. I should be this way. Why can't I just be this way? Um, and so, when it was like, I had permission to just like not engage with those thoughts because they might not be true. (laughs) And it was like, Oh, I know. Like just that (laughs) relief is like, so amazing. Huge relief. Huge relief. It was like, Oh wait, I can choose to like, like myself for being different. And like, maybe other people's opinions about me don't matter. (laughs) What a concept I had years of like undoing so much conditioning. Oh yeah. My whole life. That's the rest of our lives, I think. But you know, what's interesting that just came up for me as we were talking about this. I think there's a lot, there's a big shift happening. I see people kind of discovering that the models and everything and like your thoughts aren't everything. And like, maybe feelings are smart. Like, you know, (laughs) maybe there is an intelligence in them, which is like kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. Um, but too, like to me, Oh, that whole system is very masculine. Ah, Dude. I I was just about to say that. (laughs) It's very, it's a very masculine way to, to assess your life and to fix things and to like, you know, yes, it really is. And I, I think that's helpful. And the ego is more masculine, I think, than Mm -hmm. like your soul. Yeah, it's a little bit more. Um, I don't know if it's like feminine, but it's it's a it's more like in the sense that we think of 
um, you know, logic and, um, and kind of like facts and like things like that. And like action oriented. Action oriented. Yeah. I always think of like, um, the masculine, this is just some analogy I heard a long time ago that stuck with me. It's like masculine energy is kind of like, it's kind of like a tree, you know, it's like sturdy, it's fixed. Um, it's, um, you know, when it's expressing health in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. um, it's rooted, you know, and then, but feminine energy is more like the wind blowing through the leaves of the tree. Like it's, it's fluid. It's, um, it, it changes shape. It's more, it's less fixed. Right. And I kind of think of that, like a soul is, um, more yeah. that type of a energy uh-huh. versus the ego, which is and the like ego is yeah, thing. definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I, but I see, you know, I've, I've always described that, that energy and even like Brooke as being mm-hmm. very masculine Yes, and push energy, lots of like, and the model is extremely action oriented, right? Oh like, yeah. hundred percent. It's, it's all about the actions. Right. And not necessarily like what you need to look at, but it is mm-hmm. about how can we get the right actions to get the right result? Right. Yes. Which is very it's like masculine. manipulating like, things. Yeah. It's very masculine. <laughs> like, let's just get the yeah. result we want. Right. This is the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to like manipulate the rest of like the yeah, energy the reality. To make sure we get to our result, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, and I really, I see, I see Brooke as a very, she's very aligned, I think with her masculine energy, honestly, like, I, I don't think she's mm-hmm. extremely toxic. I think she's been through a lot of work in that area too. Yeah. But, but yeah, and Brooke so is it, the CEO of the life coach school, just in case yeah. you want to know. So like, (laughs) I just, yeah, that's interesting. And so of course, I think that would be step one for anybody is like, Mm -hmm. how can we align this masculine energy? That's all out of whack. Yes. And like, and work with the ego first. Mm -hmm. Right. And then after that tool, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I realize this isn't everything. This isn't like fixing all this stuff over here or like explaining this or helping me integrate this. Yes. And so you start to search. Right. And I think you, you find more of actually, you know, more tools. Yeah. Yeah. That work with this other energy and like, okay, now yeah. we need to like align the soul with, right. With this ego. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny. I, I always think about, it's like, what star system is Brooke from <laughs> like, the thing that I'm always like, that question is on my mind, like more than it probably should be. Like she, to me, she's like the epitome of this, like Lyran masculine mm-hmm. expression of this, like, um, uh, you know, and I, I go into this in, um, uh, whatever it's called. What's my program called business. Alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like business Academy. Wait, no, that's not it. Um, in business alchemy, because, um, you know, it's aligning your masculine and your feminine energies. And these are all, um, things that are in our collective unconscious and in our, the hologram of the universe, because we, you know, we all, our souls go have these individual journeys, even though we're a part of the whole, you know, through these different star systems. And some of them are more aligned with the, you know, divine masculine. Some of them are more aligned with the divine feminine. And sometimes these can be, you know, either in alignment, right? Like you can be more, uh, like your masculine energy can be in alignment or can show up in shadow when it is more, um, out of, you know, out of whack, it's becoming more of more toxic or more like colonial, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, 
And so that's like for Lyrans, that can be a big thing where you kind of express yourself in this more, uh, your inner, your masculine energy is more dominant than your feminine energy. And, um, it's very strong. And so I always say, I always see her as like a, a, a Lyran type. And so for like, for me, I've had to really, um, you know, learn how to welcome in that like feminine, um, energy within myself mm-hmm. of the, like mm-hmm. learning how to receive, learning how to surrender, Same. learning, you know, <laughs> instead of like, I'm going to force my way through this world <laughs> and get what I want. But it's like by backing off and allowing, you know, that feminine energy to come through and doing things in a more balanced way has helped balance out, you know, my kind of like Lyran, um, lineage theme that had been showing up in shadow, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like when, when you don't know how to work with your ego and you don't know how to work with your soul, I mean, something's going to be out of whack, mm-hmm. you know, because you're believing something that, that isn't really true, you know, um, or you're believing something that isn't true. Did I just say the same thing? <laughs> it's like, I think so. <laughs> yeah. It took me a second. <laughs> I don't know why that sounded different in my mind, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're just gonna, you're going to be expressing in whatever way you think you should be. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, even when your ego's out, not out, like out of whack and you're kind of doing things in a way that might be considered more the shadow, mm-hmm. you know, quote shadow, it really, it's always out of love for yourself, for someone else. Mm-hmm. It really always is. It's highly, highly not regular for people to actually like be like, no, actually I want to hurt this person. Yes. You know, it's totally. much more like, no, I, I either want to help me or help someone else. And so mm-hmm. I'm doing this or expressing this in that way. And it's, it's, it's just always the unaligned version of your gift. That's it. That's it. Ah, I love that. Totally. You know, and it's just becoming aware of what it is and how it expresses in the shadow and how, how it expresses in the gift and mm-hmm. just noticing when you're in the shadow I mean, like, oh, this is my gift showing up. How can I just realize it's my gift and, and use the gift, you know, the part that yes. actually like I can align with and get behind and is for everybody's greatest good. hundred percent. Yeah. I love how you articulated that. that Helps you have so compassion sense. for yourself. I think too. Yes. Which we need, because that's also what I think shifts, shifts us into that more shadow kind of place where, mm-hmm. um, cause it, like it shows up and yeah, yeah, it shows up and then we're like judging it. Yes. Or, or repressing it. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. Yes. But it's like, we only know what we know until we know it. So it's like, yes. Forgiving ourselves for not knowing <laughs> what we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even too, to me, it helps you get a healthy relationship too, with the fact that the shadow is going to always show up. Like, yeah, there's never going to be a moment and you're in this world mm-hmm. where you're going to always show up Mm-hmm. Right with the wisest part of you first. It's right. usually not going to be the wisest part of you first. That's why the pause is so important and like, you know, mm-hmm. slowing down and creating space is also really good for you is because if you're constantly pushing the first energy that shows up in your field, you're just going to go with that and you're not even going to question it when Yeah, you're not going to slow and be the, like the ego's always going to be the first thing to show up. It's just yeah. how it works here. 
That's because mm-hmm. that's how we express. We have to that's have that what ego. third density is, <laughs> yeah, right? And so it's not that it's a bad thing when we turn it into a bad thing, then it can grow and it actually gets way more out of alignment. But when we can see it for what it is, you can just shift into that, that gift or that different frequency or vibration mm-hmm. that actually expresses in the way that our soul knows, knows how to do it do. already. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Um, I think we could probably talk for like two more hours, probably. <laughs> and then more. <laughs> yeah. I've had but, a lot of fun though, having this conversation. I know it's so good. It's like it meandered in all these beautiful ways and all kind of went together and it totally works. Um, so Melanie is going to be my very first guest in business alchemy for Starseed. She's going Yay. to be the very first um, special guest hosting a workshop and she's going to do a human design workshop for star seeds. And it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Um, so the date for that, it's only available if you're in business alchemy. So if you're not in it, (laughs) go ahead and join it. Um, it's still until August 1st, which is when the doors open, the price is still only $666. And you will get a $100 credit towards a quantum hypnosis session with me or a business mentoring session with me. And also you don't, you don't have to have a business to join business alchemy. I'm going to have some of my private clients who don't have businesses. They're going to be in there too. Cause there's going to be a lot of information about, um, star season general and figuring out your star lineage in kind of like a self paced way. So her workshop is going to be August 11th at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So once you're in Business Alchemy, which she's going to be in there too. She's a member too. Um, You can talk to her in real life. (laughs) And yeah, get in there. The doors open August 1st. And is there anything else you want to say, Melanie, before you skedaddle? No, I've had a ton of fun. And um Thanks for letting me come talk. I feel like we talked a lot about human design, but then we talked about a lot of the really fun stuff that I don't usually get to talk about that <laughs> I really use in my coaching, like, you know, one-on-ones and, yeah, yeah. um, cause that's the thing. Like I'm a coach, like I, yeah, I'm not just a human design expert. Like mm-hmm. my, I love helping people understand their human design through actual like coaching them, you know? Yeah. And, and just helping them in that way. So it was a lot of fun to just talk about so much more of that with you. Mm-hmm. Yay. Okay. Thank you for being here. And Can't wait to meet everybody. That's in your business. Yeah. Awesome. It's going to be a party. So join the party, <laughs> join it now so that you don't <laughs> miss out. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Go to my website, the starseedawakener.com slash business alchemy to get signed up. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Starseed Awakening Podcast. The doors are open to my one-on-one program, Quantum Coherence, which combines virtual quantum hypnosis sessions and coaching to help you recover your memories from other lifetimes, expand your identity, and turn your power all the way on. Go to my website, thestarseedawakener.com to book a free quantum connection call.